It's your host, Romeo Santos, co-host Kenny Fulton, and I'm feeling hype today because we are talking about something near and dear to my heart, and that is personal development, personal growth, discipline, um, and really achieve. Kenny, we talk about that stuff a lot, don't we? Yeah, almost every day. <laughs> I like to geek out on this stuff. And you know, what's really funny is uh, I've been thinking a lot more about it. Have you, have you ever done the strength finders? Uh, it's like a self analysis. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the, yeah. Right. And like you have like yeah. keywords that you are adjectives. And so what's really funny is the first time I was introduced to any sort of like a personality or behavior assessment was when I was working for the Lowe's hotel corporation, maybe like seven years ago. And I always have this like replay on a loop when I start finding myself getting frustrated about how long things take to come to fruition sometimes because i think you could agree i'm i'm not patient right (laughs) like i want everything done yesterday but if it hits my mind today i want it to be like done tomorrow right Mm -hmm. and so that goes into another thing that we'll talk about but i had this general manager there and my um my word my um strength was achiever Okay, which basically means like get stuff done. And I think that's always been a driver of mine. Like it like it has been who I've been. Like, for example, I'm five foot nine. I'm not that quick or fast. I was really good at baseball, but I made basketball every year. Not because I was so good at basketball, but because I would hustle and give 150%. And like, I would be on you like crazy defending you, or I would just do the suicides 100%. And so the coach just had to keep me. I just gave too much of it, right? Yeah. But what what I want to talk about today with you and with our audience, Kenny, is that when we're out on the playing field, that there are a couple things that we need to be aware of that really will determine our level of achievement. And I think more and more people are starting to talk about this on podcasts and thought leaders and, and, and gurus, if you would, out there, but it's really discipline. And what I think we can reframe that word because who likes the word discipline, right? Like, do you like to be disciplined? No, it has a negative uh, connotation to it. Right. It's got a negative connotation. Like I'm getting in trouble. Right. Yet, yet that's not really what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that everybody that's alive right now is on the playing field, or I like to refer to it as the battlefield. And we're fighting. Now, a lot of people like to think that their fight is, well, the economy sucks, or there's too much competition, or it's just too hard, or I don't have the time, or we could go on and on and on for days, right? But we don't want to talk about that stuff. But the reality is that we really only have one 
opponent and one enemy on the battlefield. And who's that, Kenny? It's ourselves. It's ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? You play golf. Rhetorical question, I know, because I played with you. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say about golf? Where is 90% of the game played? In your head. It's mental. In your head. Right? In your head. When you play golf with me, how many times do you hear me get upset with myself because the swing that I just made as I completed the swing, I didn't even need anybody to tell me, but I knew that the swing was wrong. Yeah. Yet my practice swing 90% of the time is right. Right. But for some reason, I haven't been able to fix the four inches in between my ears to make sure that it translates from what I know it should be to what it actually becomes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's often what we do in our lives, right? I think that's kind of a good metaphor for for life in general, right? Like, you know, we're out there doing whatever it is, right? We're in real estate, okay? We also do other businesses, investments, and, you know, I'm I'm like a serial business starter, construction company, and, and I know that you've got lots of different things that you're, you know, exploring as well. But no matter what it is, there's that struggle against ourselves and that struggle for the discipline, right? I've been listening to some yogis lately on TikTok. Believe it or not, TikTok has become like my go-to like quick burst of like motivational um, things, right? And, uh, And more and more, I keep hearing the message that the only thing in life that we need to master is our own thoughts and our minds. What does that make you, what does that make you feel when I say that, Kenny? Mm, I mean, I, I think about it often because um, discipline for me is something that, you know, it doesn't really have a negative connotation, but discipline is, is also a, a survival tactic. Mm. Um, Tell oftentimes, me Sometimes, you know, well, if you think about, you know, if you're a parent, you know, and you have children and, you know, you are their first subconscious mind, right? Like, I mean, you're telling them, mm-hmm. look before you cross the road, mm-hmm. don't eat that, don't touch that, don't eat too much candy. Um, all these things, you know, we're kind of drilling into their brains because we know that um, if left to our own means, you know, we have destructive characteristics as well, Right. You know, having a drink every now and then for many people is okay. Having too many, you know, can cause, you know, alcoholism, liver disease, you know, um, you know, eating, you know, bad foods every now and then for many people is okay. Having too much of that can cause, you know, ob- obesity, you know, diabetes, you know, er- early, early death. So I think in some ways, you know, discipline has to show up in many areas of your life, but I think we kind of pick and choose where it's important to have discipline. Um, but it's in there for many of us. If we think about like, well, you know what? I know guys who are really good going to the gym. They go to the mm-hmm. gym every day, right? And they got great physiques and, you know, no money, you know, um, mm. not because they can't go after it. It's just because, you know, they don't have the discipline to show up every day and do a job consistently or, you know, take crap from um, customers and things like that, right? So I think <laughs> sometimes that? it's we about, do that, do you know, 
know, sometimes it's about like, hey, look, I have it in these areas of, of my life. You know, how can I? So I know it's possible, you know, but I'm not excelling in these other areas. So I have to find a way for it to show up there as well. So when I think about it as a as a survival tactic, I think because sometimes we don't learn that skill until we're in a really bad place, right? Mm. You don't think about hustling to get money until you have no money left, right? Mm. Now it's a matter of survival. You don't think about being able to quit, you know, a bad habit until the doctor says, if you don't quit, you'll die. Then all of a sudden, you know, we, we find mm. it. So when, when I frame discipline and, and that means of like, hey, if you can't listen, if you can't follow directions, you know, you might be walking into oncoming traffic, you know, because mm. you're, you just refuse. Uh, but I, I like what you said earlier is that it's an internal conversation. It's about how do you talk to yourself? If you tell yourself, I can't do it, or like, like uh, there, the other day, somebody said to me, I'm bad with names, right? I'm bad with names and I'm good with faces. It's kind of like a declaration. Like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. remember your name. I'm telling you right now. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and then I was like, hmm, I'm bad with names too. Like, but am I? Am I? If I met somebody who had a really great opportunity for me, and would I forget that person's name? Probably <laughs> not, because I would look at that as an opportunity. You know, that's, that's the survival mode, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a conversation with yourself first about, this is important to me. I want to, you know, be better disciplined in this area area. So you have to recognize it. And then you have to make sure you're making a conscious decision to, to, to do so for, for whatever that, that thing is for you or those, it might be several, you might only be winning in one area of life and need discipline in the other 17 areas, you know, 100%. You have that conversation with yourself. hundred percent. I, I love that, that you brought that up too, because I think, well, I don't think, I don't want to sound egotistical here, but I don't think I know I know that it's easy to be disciplined at things that come easy to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Like I enjoy working out. So it's easy for me to have built that habit because I enjoy it. I always grew up. I played sports. I was always an athlete. It was a habit that was formed long ago. So it was easy. Right. I also like cookies. So if it's in the house, <laughs> it's easy for me to, be disciplined to make sure that I eat all those cookies until they're gone. Right. Right. So discipline can be in two different ways, right? Like if your discipline is, I want to gain weight and I like mm -hmm. to eat all the cookies. Okay, great. That's the discipline. But we're really also talking about habits, right? Cause mm -hmm. we're really just the culmination of our, our habits. You know, what's the saying? Um, don't practice the things that you don't want to become. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned it, right? If you eat really bad food, you might get diabetes, you might get obese, right? So like, don't practice being a poor eater. Mm -hmm. You mentioned alcoholism as a possibility as well. Don't practice being an alcoholic, right? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just partying because I'm young. But you're practicing for the habit of being an yeah. alcoholic, which can come on later in life, right? Just like obesity. You know, I'm practicing, you know, you, you, you all of a sudden lose something else in your life and You've already built those neurotransmitters. You've already communicated to yourself. And let's be honest. Why is it so easy to form habits that are maybe not so good for you? Typically, because 
they are habits that bring you pleasure, which release a chemical in your brain called dopamine, which digs deep grooves into your brain and your brain automatically becomes conditioned to go back down those grooves to find that pleasure source. That's right. Right. So if you can find a way to be disciplined to do the things that you truly don't want to do, you can then begin to begin to build new grooves that will take you in a more desirable direction and ultimately a more desirable outcome. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what are some examples of some things maybe that you've done in your life that you didn't quit a bad habit. You just developed a new habit. Hmm. I'd say, I mean, uh, one thing that um, I think I, I used to struggle with when I was uh, younger, like when I was, you know, let's say like maybe high school years and things like that was um, just like being able to have conversations with people, but avoiding, you know, th those, those conversations. Mm. And so one thing that I, I found myself doing in my life is if there's an area I feel like I need to grow, I'll give myself no other option but to, to face that area that, you know, Love sometimes that. that works for things. Sometimes it doesn't, right? Like if you sure. don't know how to swim, it's probably not a good idea right. to jump into the deep end of the right. pool because you right. might drown, you know? Right. Um, but so that's how some people learn how to swim. Right. Right. Uh, that's kind of how I, I've approached life. So even uh, with, with dealing with people, I, I made sure that um, whatever job I had, it, I had to interact with people you know, forced conversation. If I wanted to make money, I had to talk. And so mm. one of the jobs I had for a very long time growing up uh, in, uh, in, in high school, maybe around like 15 or 14, was bagging groceries. And mm. This was back when, you know, you know, you would bag groceries and you would push people's carts to their car and they give you tips to give you cash, right? right. You didn't have to, they could if they wanted to. And, and I, I found one day that I told my story to this this uh this older woman and she gave me a hundred dollars i was like oh wow you know i came wow. back showed the other baggage hey i got a hundred dollars right and then everybody <laughs> who had a story about getting a hundred dollar tip it was always because you connected and you spoke to people and you exchanged right. information you asked them about themselves and you only got like five minutes you know from just pushing their cart up the hill to their car right Right. But, you know, I, I found that, you know, like, you know what, this is something I need to develop in myself and, and it, it, it rewards, you know, itself. Um, and so and I do find that now people say, hey, that seems to come very naturally for you. And I'm like, you know what, that's good. It's good. It appears to come naturally. But it's also good that I tell you that it didn't always come naturally because that'll give you some encouragement that you can do it on your own, too. It's these are skills that if you work on them, you know, you can develop. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I, I will I will say one one that I recognize about you, um, and so you never know if these things are just part of your personality or not. Um, yep. but you know you appear to be a very you know driven person. Um, but even with being consistent, like every day, you know we meet, you know we have our morning meetings, you know we hold ourselves accountable, you know for what what we're looking, you know to, to accomplish. Um, so. There's a quote, you might know it because you're really good with quotes, but it's something about the word discipline and disciple being inside 
of the word discipline, right? Mm. And so uh, I think the message in there is that, you know, if you don't, if you lack discipline, you know, be a disciple, you know, learn from somebody else. If there's an area in your life where you want to improve and you want to be better at, if it's working out, you know, and you, and that's where you need to find some encouragement and you don't find it within yourself, you know, look for the person who has the body that you want or, or the life that you want and follow that, you know, so you can find that discipline within, you know, following other people's paths. And sure. sometimes you could be that the, the mentor for somebody, just you being disciplined in a certain way can encourage other people like, Hey, Hey, look guys. So like there were some days where, you know, you would get fired up after having a conversation with somebody else, then you would pass it on to me. And then you say, Hey, Kenny, look, if we're going to be leaders, we both got to be doing this thing because people are looking at us to do it. And I think that you can hold other people to a higher standard or at least show them that it's possible, you know, if, if, if you're doing it as well. And it's really cool how that just continues to, to flow down. Yeah, I love it. Love that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny that you say <clears throat> disciple, right? Because when, when you say disciple, I think religion, right? Like at its, at its kind of, you know, root um definition of what a disciple would be and of course you can be a disciple of many things but you know if you if you read the bible or or any the the torah the quran i mean whichever biblical book you may read i believe that there's a common theme through all of them that basically echo what we're talking about that say that the battle is within yourself right That's right the battle is within yourself. Even the story of Adam and Eve was a story of a lack of discipline and also a lack of accountability because what did they do to one another once God came back and asked them why they had eaten the apple? They, hit. they pointed the finger at somebody else. Yeah. Right? He pointed at her and she pointed at the snake. Mm -hmm. So, like, again, discipline to be able to say like, I screwed up. I know better. I'll do better next time. It doesn't mean perfection, right? Discipline is not perfection. It's not perfection in any way, shape or form. I don't think. I think that discipline is the ability to, well, David Goggins, the famous Navy SEAL. I'm sure that everybody that's listening to this podcast, if they're listening to this podcast, has probably heard of who David Goggins is wrote the book, Embrace the Suck, right? There's stories of him. Now, he's extreme. Of course, we're not suggesting that anybody, you know, go out and be disciplined that they run 100-mile marathons and run even while their feet are bleeding and injured and so on and so forth, right? But, like, he talks about embracing suck. Now, he comes from the land of the Navy SEALs where, you know, um, uh, Hell Week, they, they, like, you know, through bud school, they put you through some serious stuff. And what he talks about often in his interviews and also in his book is that the purpose of that is to see who they can break, not break mm -hmm. physically, because he said clearly people are able to physically do it because they do it all the time. Right. It's their minds that break. It's not their bodies that break. Mm. Right. It's their minds and ability to discipline their thought process and their thought patterns. And so he talks about embracing the suck and saying like, you know, if you are looking at something, let's say we're saying, you know, I want to get to, we'll talk about real estate since we're in real estate. I want to get to $20 million a year in volume, right? 
I want to sell X houses that's going to get me there. Okay, 50 houses. But today you're at 10 houses a year. If you look at it as, man, how am I going to get to 50 houses? I'm only at 10 houses. You could be self-sabotaging your own brain to allow the negative thoughts to come in, which again leads to you being your own worst enemy, being able Mm -hmm. to control your thoughts and not go down that path of like, oh my God, how am I going to get to 50? I'm only at 10. Right. But what if the thoughts are more regulated because you choose them to be more regulated and you say, just one more sale this month or just one more contact today, right? I've made 20 so far today, one more contact today. And you do that every day for six months. And over six months, you've had 20 days times six months, 12, you've had an additional 120 contacts. Guess what? You're going to be doing a few more transactions from that one discipline of just saying, I'm going to do one more contact a day. Mm-hmm. Now you can tell your mind, I can do one more a day, but maybe saying, I'm going to do 120 additional contacts in the next six months. Maybe that might go, oh, I can't do that. It's right. so hard to get to 20 a day. Mm-hmm. Now I have to get to, you know, that many more. That's now, you know, five extra a week, 20 extra a month. People, you know, we start to, we start to allow ourselves to create a narrative in our brain where we convince ourselves that that's too hard. Yeah. I can't do that. Right. And what do we like to say all the time in our meetings? Look at somebody else. And if they can do it, then we can do it. That's right. If it can be done, if somebody else has shown that it can be done, then you can do it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You asked me, what have I done? You know, what's something in my life that uh, I felt I needed more discipline in and how, to, how did I do it? What in your life did you feel you needed more discipline and how did you do it? I think the biggest impact for me was I needed more discipline in my, in my, in my thoughts and also in a routine. And those two for me went together, right? Because controlling my mind wasn't as easy as controlling my activities. Because again, as an athlete, that was a discipline that came a lot easier to me. Now, with that said, I I started by doing something called the miracle morning, right? And so I, I did a two prong approach where I just literally started ingesting every piece of, you know, information that I could book, podcast quotes, you know, webinars, you name it, that had a positive message behind them about personal development and taking charge and taking control, right? The Zig Ziglar, the Jim Rohn, the Tony Robbins, um, you name it. Anybody that was talking about mindset, 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 I was consuming it like crazy. And that was helping me to subconsciously retrain those neurotransmitters to go into a different direction, right? Because before that, it was like, ah, traffic sucks. Ah, oh, that person is. Ah, oh, this, that. Ah, oh, that, that, right? It was, it was easy because that was a discipline that I had grown up with. So that was a discipline I formed that there was always something negative. And then the second thing that I did is I needed, I needed a habit that could give me the space to spend time with myself. Mm-hmm. 
And so the miracle morning was me getting up at 4 a.m. and doing what's called the savers, silence. Just thinking, meditating at the end of it, praying, okay? I'm spiritual. I'm not very religious, but I do believe there's something else out there. It's my belief. It doesn't have to be anybody else's. Um, affirmations. The affirmations, I, I, I've, I've done it in a different way where... I have more of like a mantra and that mantra is kind of ever evolving that I'll say, right. Things like, you know, um, I, I, I'm in control of my thoughts. I'm in control of my actions. I am in control of my destiny, right? Like those types of affirmations that are, that are true because I feared what I'd heard from other people that you got to be careful with affirmations because your mind knows when you're lying to it. Right. So I couldn't yeah. say like, I'm successful when I hadn't been successful yet. Right. Like I got a six pack when no, I don't have a six pack. Right. Like, you know, I don't drink any alcohol when no, of course I have a couple beers, you know, throughout the week, whatever it might be. So I had to, I had to say things that were really true. Okay. Then V is for visualization. And so when I'm done with those things, I sit there and I visualize what my day is going to look like. I visualize what it's going to look like in 10 years when I achieve this long-term goal that I have, right? I can see it. You're in it every time, Kenny, by the way. Hey, cool. <laughs> You're in it. It's my 50th birthday. Me and my family are coming in off of the river to our house. People are beginning to gather at our home to celebrate my 50th birthday and also the achievement of helping our 100th per person become a millionaire, right? Like I visualize that. I want it to come into focus for me. And then um, E, exercise. Mm -hmm. So I always work out first thing in the morning, get my sweat. Uh, I feel so much more powerful throughout the day when I do that. Um, R is for reading and S is for scribing. So journaling. So the reading I don't do in the morning, I tend to do that throughout the day with podcasts and books and that sort of thing. And the journaling, I do it, but I'm not as consistent with that as I am with the others. But I love the journaling because I have a few journals that I do. I do one journal to my future self so I can look back each year and see where I was and what I was thinking and what my mind was feeling like. I'm just raw. I'm honest in that one. And then I do a journal to my wife, which is far less frequent where I talk to her about the things that I appreciate about her and also things that piss me off sometimes. Right. And, and then I have a journal where I, um, I share the thoughts and the lessons that I'm learning with my daughters. And I plan to give that to them on their 16th birthday so that they can begin to understand that all the things that dad has been talking to him, like he didn't just yeah. say that out of nowhere. Like he really believed it. And he's been saying that ever since they've been alive. So wow, that's really that, powerful. Yeah. That's what I've done that I think has had the the largest impact on on me as a human on, mm -hmm. in all elements. Miracle morning. Wow. I mean, it, it sounds morning. awesome. It also sounds very uh, consistent with, you know, what you hear a lot of successful people talk about, you know, waking up early and yeah, having a routine and mm -hmm. you know being consistent, you know, about yeah. it. And um, one thing I've learned is that, in order to get up early, you have to go to bed earlier. And I think that's yes. something I've struggled with, you know, for mm -hmm. a while. I mm -hmm. get very tempted, even like last night, 
you know, uh, you know, yesterday was a, a big day, you know, for us and get home, you know, you still have some things that you need to tend to and some people who have questions that need to be responded to. And then um, I had to get up pretty early this morning. I had to get up, you know, around 3.30 or so. So I couldn't, oh, wow. yeah, I couldn't stay up all night, but mm -hmm. I wanted to, but it forced me to get home. Like, well, we just got to knock this out thing. Cause we, we, we have to finish it. Um, but I was like, you know, it's possible to shut it down at, at 10 o'clock. I hadn't done that in a while. Um, so yeah, I like the miracle morning is something that I, um, I, um, I, I need, I want, you know, I will implement, you know, in my own routine. Um, I actually find it a lot easier to do that in the winter time. I don't know why I know maybe because it's just dark anyway, you know? Um, um, but, uh, that's typically the time of year where I always feel like when other people are starting to, to slow down, that's when I feel the need to pick it up. You know, Interesting. when other people stop going to the gym, you know, they're going, oh, you know, summer's over and it's holidays, it's time to get fat. You know, that's when I feel the urge to to get back in there. When everybody else wait for January 1st to start a new, you know, thing, whatever, I'm like, let's get ahead of them. You know, let's get a jump start on everybody else. You know, just like yeah. we talked about our goals for, for for the first quarter. Like, you know, let's let's start on those those objectives now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was really great. That was really great. Appreciate it. Well, you know, uh, you, you said something in there that hope maybe the audience picked up on, maybe they didn't, but I think it, it really is probably the biggest key to everything that we're talking about. Um, did you ever read The Art of War? Uh, I don't think I finished it. The, yeah, I mean, it's a long one. I, I did the abridged version. Um, so The Art of War, what I gathered from it, it's obviously, it's, it's literally talking about the art of war, right? Like people talked right. about it all the time and I'm like, oh, it, it's, it's a book about war. Like how can that be impactful? And I listened to it and I just listened to it and I listened to it. And then it finally struck me. Yes, it's talking about war and it's talking about the strategy of war, like the literal strategy and tactics of war, but it's not talking about war. It's talking about what is necessary to succeed in anything. And that is knowing your enemy. And so you just talked about that. You talked about something that you know about yourself. And so I believe that it's understanding who your enemy is. And we're talking about us being the enemy, ourselves. Right. Who are you? Do you have self-awareness around who you are? Have you spent time talking to yourself? not talking to yourself and responding per se out loud, but literally talking to yourself, asking yourself questions, letting your subconscious respond to you. Do you know who you are, what makes you tick and what's important to you, truly important to you? That's key in this whole mm -hmm. self-discipline and winning that game and that battle against yourself and not allowing you to, to self-destruct. Because if you know who you are and if you know what you're going to do, if you know what the enemy is and you know the conditions, right? Like he talks about in The Art of War, the conditions, like a good, he, he, he always talks about a good um, uh, general will know how to proceed when you're in the wide open, when there's fire, when, when there's people to your back, when you're being flanked, when you're surrounded on all sides, right? Like when you're in this kind of a land, when you're in that kind of land, all these different scenarios that he's saying that a good general knows how to respond in those circumstances well hey man no different for your mind right 
Right. Like if your discipline is that I need to get in front of more people, but I know that I need to be in X setting for that to happen. Well, then you know how to win that battle. Mm-hmm. But if you don't even know that about yourself, you'll never win that battle. It's yeah. going to always flank you and it's going to take you out. Right. Yeah. Like if you know that you cannot say no to ice cream and you are on a path to be disciplined and to drop some pounds or to get even more fit, whatever it might be, and you put ice cream in your house, are you, are you, are you setting yourself up for success or are you setting yourself up for failure? Are you allowing your lack of discipline to say, no, I don't actually want the ice cream in the house because I know that it's an right. enemy for me. Are, are you able to say, no, no, that's not going to, I'm not going to do that. Right. And that's, what's key. I think is we got to know who we are so that we know who we're battling so that we can overcome the negative elements. And also it even talks about in the book, art of war, that the spies that come to spy on you, which are the enemy that you treat them well so that they can give you information. Well, the spies might be the things that give you dopamines that lead you in the direction of good outcomes that you can then say, hey, spy, how do I get more of you? Mm-hmm. What is it about this that, that, that brings you joy? What is it about this that fulfills you? And digging into that and finding out how you can do more of those types of things. Because you can replace the negatives with the goods, right? Yeah. I think that's actually a great book that talk now. I wouldn't recommend that you guys go out and just read the whole thing, but if you have if you have a audible subscription, you can actually get the abridged version for free. And it's read by the guy from Game of Thrones who nobody liked, who was like he was like the bad guy in between everybody, always trying to plot. What was his name? I didn't watch it. I don't know. Marcus will find it and put his face on the show notes. Um, <laughs> but uh, but man, he he was uh he was the one that was the conniver. Anyways, yeah. um, it's read by him, so the voice is great. So it's very entertaining. But if you take a moment, I think it was like a day it took me to listen through that, right? Okay. And listen to that. It may give you some insights. Okay, this is not really talking about war. Yes, it is. It's talking about war. But it's not only applicable to warfare in the traditional sense of battle and taking the lives of your enemies, Right. right. It can be in the battle of taking the lives of your demons, which are trying to derail you, which are part of you. Because we all have demons, yes? Yeah. Yes, right? They're in us. None of us are free of them. None of us are perfect. We've all done things in our lives we're not proud of, said things in our lives we're not proud of, formed habits that we wish we hadn't formed. But it's really up to us to make those changes. And I don't think that you can make any of those changes until you understand who you are. Mm, that's right. Do like a self self inventory, self check. Keep it real with yourself about what you need to do, um, and uh, you know, focus on fixing it. One hundred percent. Kevin Hart says, "Every day I wake up, all I do is look in the mirror and tell myself that I'm going to be better than I was yesterday mm-hmm. because the battle is against me. I don't care mm-hmm. about anybody else out there." The only battle that I need to win is against myself each day. Mm -hmm. And he's got an interesting story 
right? Obviously super charismatic and famous as all get out. But like, if you listen to his story, his upbringing, his family and all that, like he didn't come from this amazing environment, right? right? But he chose, right? Another guy that people probably like, or maybe they don't like, I think people are probably split, but like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, great message about all that as well, right? Mm -hmm. Positivity. And I think that that's key, man. You got to feed your mind with positive things. You know what I don't watch anymore at all? Ever. What's that? The news. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't ever watch the news. Yeah. It's negative. It's depressing. It's opinion-based. There's no facts in there. It's just, it, it's just all there to manipulate you in one way or another. And, you know, people, sometimes when I tell people that, they go, you, you, don't, you don't watch the news? Or listen, man, I got a phone. I got social media. If something really big is going on, I'm going to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need the talking heads and the pundits to be yapping in my ear all day with all this negativity. Right. Just like TV shows that I ingest. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I stay away from like the drama filled TV shows, the negative mm -hmm. TV shows. Right. You know, I watch YouTube all the time on my big TV now. I figured out that you could just use a smart TV and do that. I watch videos about things that I'm passionate about. Like I love boating. So I'm yeah. every day watching a video about better way to operate a boat, better way to dock a boat, better way to park a boat, how to maintain a boat, this, that, and the other, right? Also about social media and how you can be more effective on it and YouTube and like, you name it, anything that I'm passionate about, I watch it. And also what I do with my children to try to get them in the habit we have Disney plus. And so, yeah, there's lots of cartoons there and like, fine, that's great. I think a lot of them have good messages behind them, but I'll sit there and I'll watch the series on the whales. Yeah. Like Nat Geo. Yeah. Um, and my daughter loves it. My wife's like, mm -hmm. why are you watching that with her? She's three. And I go, she loves it. Look at her. Mm -hmm. She's so intrigued. She's mm -hmm. asking me all sorts of questions, man. We can help our children to build that curiosity in them because really at the end of the day, that curiosity factor is what's going to help you through what we're talking about, right? If you're not curious about how to beat yourself, the negative you, because we all have yeah. the good you and the, the good us and the negative us, right? If you're not curious about that, then, then you'll never get there. Right. Mm. Yeah. I like, uh, like what you were saying uh, about uh, Kevin Hart with how he looks in the mirror. I, I think about that a lot. And I say to myself, talk to me nicely. Mm. When I'm saying talk to me nicely, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, the, the, you know, when you tell yourself that you can't do something or you're bad at it or you mess something up, uh, you know, you want to fill your own mind with positive thoughts as well. Because there's going to be enough negative thoughts coming to you from the outside world. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, sometimes people will be like, man, you know, you just let that roll off is because I, I feel I'm almost bulletproof like you can't really mm -hmm. hurt my feelings you could say mm -hmm. something that i may not like but right. I, I can't allow you know you to control me you might be able to physically touch me but you know i can protect myself you know and, and, and the way that i protect myself is is by talking to myself nicely so so talk to me nicely is is me telling myself that you know i have to tell myself positive things that i can do things or reminding myself of of the the good things i have done in order to keep myself functional 
and focused and moving in the right direction because it's a slippery slope, you know, when you're not doing those things, because, you know, you can get into your own head and you could, it can feel good to be in a bad place and you can be there a little bit too long. So, you know, you have to constantly remind yourself, um, you know, uh, that you got to move forward. It's always good when you do have uh, positive people around you, you know, that's a much, you know, but that's not always the case. And then sometimes you're by yourself. So um, I like the, I like the, uh, I like the fact that the um, uh, Miracle Morning kind of also has that, that built in where you're doing this, this self-analysis and you're by yourself and uh, you're, you're doing that inventory and you're, you're journaling. That's really cool. I don't think I've ever journaled before. Um, you know, so maybe that's something I need to focus on. Also I have pretty bad handwriting, so I might have to like do it in notes or something like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that's know if fine. I can read what I wrote down or if anybody yeah. else could read it. Um, especially if I leave notes to my kids, they're going to be like, dad left us this, but we have no clue what it says. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, hey, and 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 that's fine. Again, knowing yourself, I yeah. write my journal to myself. I scribe it. I write it. But the, mm-hmm. you're right. The journal that I write to my daughters, I write it in notes because yes, I need them to actually be able to read it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. You're not alone at all. And you know, I, let let's wrap this up with one with one last quote that I heard again from this yogi. I, I'm going to find his name and send it to Marcus, so Marcus can put it in the show notes. And he says, um, the key to happiness is to never allow yourself to become uncentered, right? To always be in control of your, of yourself. And he says, you know, why would you ever allow what other people do to affect you and change your level of peace or non-peace inside of you, that is the ultimate form of slavery. Mm. When you allow other people to control how you feel. Mm. And I said, wow, that's really deep because what a great thing. Like how many times have you in your life been in some sort of a discussion with somebody that said something to you in the rest of the day, you were off. Yeah. Right? Like, they had control of you the entire day and probably didn't even think about it again themselves. But right. yet, all you did all day was think about it. Mm-hmm. Ran it through your mind over and over and over again. So I love that you say that you're bulletproof or you're at least working to always be bulletproof and allow things to flow. Because you're right. It doesn't matter that you're human and that it might initially make you upset, but how do you respond to it? How do you allow it to impact you and impact the rest of your day and impact the way that you're going to be right? Choose to be happy and be happy no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like it. All right. Well, Kenny, I hope that our audience got something out of this. I certainly needed to talk about it and I loved talking about it with you. Thank you for going down this path with me. Appreciate you, brother. I appreciate it. Rap stars, we're out. Thank you so much. Peace.